Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hi, Oscar here from the Swanglinese podcast, and I'm actually in Sweden. Because uh, I've been uh, delivering my tags, the Ultimate Goal Seminar Stockholm. And if you've been listening to previous episodes, you know that we do tags in the desert outside of Dubai. But now we, um, I launched tags in Stockholm, which was on a boat outside of uh, the city, on the islands outside of the city. So I wasn't able to join Barry when he um, recorded the, this episode. So he instead, so Barry instead told me to do an introduction. So. Uh, yeah, so Barry, he was uh, he spent some time with Tanas, and she's the founder and CEO in, of Insido. And Insido is like a directory, but instead of giving you like lots of things to do, it's uh, it gives you recommendations and uh, on good, cool things you can do in Dubai. And uh, so they had a really interesting discussion, and they talked about learning, they talk about setting up business, and they talk about having lots of ideas, and. Uh, her office is based in Media City and they have an open office plan. Uh, so the meeting table is also a ping pong table. And when Tanas tells the story, it's a little bit of background noise. And, and also when the lunch arrived, it was a doorbell. So there's a little bit disturbance in the background. And we hope you're okay with this because I think the content is still really, really, really valuable. So enjoy and um, welcome to Swing on Eats. And then Barry, take it away. Hello and welcome to this episode of Swanglinese. This week we have the uh, pleasure of Tanaz, who is the CEO, founder, um, chief idea person behind Insido here in the UAE. So welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Good, good. How's business? Um, <laughs> tough. Tough. Tough, yeah. but exciting. Yeah, which is a good way. So with the with the podcast, what we try and do is talk to people in the community that have um, gone through the process of setting up their own business um, and making a good go of it. So today, um, for our listeners, what we'd like to do is just hear a bit about your story. So perhaps if we start at the beginning, where did you start um, your working career before getting to Insido? So um, I'm actually Iranian, but I was brought up in London, right. hence the ridiculously strong accent. But <laughs> Um, and in our culture, you typically become a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or something along those lines, a profession. Right. Um, so my sister picked lawyer. I was uh, lumbered with accountant. Okay. Um, and so that's what I started doing. I studied accounting and finance back in university in London, uh, in Warwick. Right. Um, I loved the sort of generic knowledge of understanding a business and its processes, but just found it really dry right um, so I I finished it I always start something and always finish it yeah so I um, then qualified with PwC and okay. studied uh, and finished my training contract as a chartered accountant and then the minute I finished I ditched it <laughs> and got out okay <laughs> and went to the other extreme so I then started working for NGOs okay in London and got headhunted um, by a Saudi family, which actually brought me to Dubai in the first place. That's how I ended up here. Okay, and how long ago was project. that? It was about five and a half years ago. Okay, right. Um, but then again, I sort of had that thirst for getting back into more of a structured environment, having, you know, running a charity was very interesting because it's literally like running a business with no money. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's literally the same principle. Um, a little bit more begging yeah. um, than 
being able to offer something in return, but uh, the whole process and how you manage it and all the restraints and restrictions, etc., were, were very difficult. Um, so that was very helpful, but I kind of wanted to get back into the corporate world. Okay. So I thought, okay, combine the accountancy background along with um, the NGO. I, that led me into CSR, which right. was sustainability, which again, then I kind of felt I conquered enough of. Um, worked for a big media agency out here as well called Omnicom, mm-hmm. um, which then led me into digital, Right. which turned out to be the, the happy place. Okay. Um, I just love the combination of marketing and and working with clients and strategy and you know how everything is basically exists on digital nowadays mm-hmm. it's such a big part of our lives yeah. um, but I was never going to be an employee I'm, I'm not submissive enough I'm, <laughs> I'm too difficult um, I challenge everything I love to be in control I, I am a little bit bossy <laughs> um, little is an understatement I'm sure my, my team might say something else um, I'm very opinionated mm-hmm. um, I also love to work hard I am a workaholic um, which has its problems yep. uh, but, but therefore I was kind of destined to be an entrepreneur because if you're going to work your ass off for something you may as well be building something that you can show for it absolutely yeah and I think that's a lot of people get to that point where they think well why am I working so hard for somebody else when I might be able to do this for myself exactly yeah okay exactly and so which areas of digital were you involved with predominantly with um like paid search and facebook and um client pitches and things like that right um but then with insider it was really a question of me finding a business idea that i could do okay um it didn't happen by chance i literally wanted to find and build a business okay um so i came up with loads of crap ideas um, and I did the business plan and very quickly I realized there was no substance behind them okay. and they didn't have any longevity. What so, were some of those ideas out of interest? Um, one was to fly um, all the top talent from the world to come and do sort of pop-up um, appointments for people. So like mm-hmm. imagine a golf top, an ex-golfer mm-hmm. from a PGA Tour or something coming and doing like tutorials with, um, not tutorials, but doing coaching sessions for two weeks or a high-profile set chef for instance coming into town and doing dinner parties for the the high society yeah but like from a visa perspective (laughs) from the insurance perspective from the money perspective it was just it was never going to (laughs) work um and not definitely not sustainable business concept it was too up and down so there's a lot of these sort of things some of them was even like product design okay uh, and so how did you come to the idea or the realization that insider would be the the thing for you what was the process for getting to that was it researching pre-existing models was it a a personal interest what was it that sort of led you down the road of like this is the one i mean what i identified from doing my business research about looking for opportunities is that one thing that all good business had in common was a need Mm -hmm. like satisfying a need so um as an OCD person, I used to record all my favorite places in my uh, contacts list. So it'd be like Dubai hairdresser, Dubai gym, Dubai PT, Dubai uh, Indian um, delivery, yeah. um, and so on. So I was almost accumulating this database of things. And, and I used to hear literally every conversation from a woman pretty much saying, oh, I know this great place that does this. There's a great place to buy a gift for this. Or, you know, every time people wanted to give each other advice. So it's like, why isn't there a place where you're actually getting that curated list of suggestions? So, you know, if I, you know, there's a lot of directory models out there, yeah. 
but my frustration was, you know, who wants to see, when you ask a friend for sushi, they don't give you a list of 10,000 places and tell you to filter by popularity. You just no. get, you know, two or three. Yeah. Um, so I thought, how could I encapsulate just that basic concept of advice into a platform? Right, okay. And that's how Insider came about. And that's up. how it came about. And how long ago was that, actually? That it- um, the idea was born around, I think, ugh, coming up to three years now. But by the time I put it into action was uh, just uh, 18 months ago. Okay. Because um, I obviously had to convince a lot of other people that there was a decent idea there. Yeah. Um, so that Indeed. was the challenging part. Yeah. And has that been part of your business model? Have you got um, stakeholders? Did you do this all on your own? How? Which which route did you go down to to get it? What was the convincing over that eighteen month period? So I, got, I basically raised enough money to build the platform amongst family and friends. Right. Um, and then I made the business self sustainable. So mm-hmm. right now we're kind of running on the back of whatever we earn. Yeah. Which is very challenging. Indeed. Um, I would have recommended in this case probably VCs are a good choice, but okay. for the this business model it didn't make sense mm-hmm. because it didn't have that mass scalability um, which investors like to see they like to see the exponential curve of yeah. growth um, and actually when I showed investors the project they were like oh but you're going to make a profit in your first year and it was almost negative which yeah. it's bizarre <laughs> bizarre but look from their perspective they need to buy you cheap to sell you better yeah um, that didn't fit with Insido we're actually building a second product which um, my second business has started recently, right. uh, which meets those criteria, but we had to deviate mm-hmm. and accept that VCs were not for us. They yeah. were never going to have the same agenda as we did, which I think a lot of people seem to think from a startup, they're the only option, which I, I wouldn't always consider. No, no, indeed. And they, it's have in- a, they have a lot of restrictions. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting speaking to a couple of other people that have businesses that have gone down that route, have kind of turned around and said, we wish that we hadn't. Um, because now they are beholden to them. Mm. They're helping, of course, but it, it, their model, now that they've got into it, they've realised that actually it would perhaps have been a, a different choice to go down it so that they were on their own. Yes, it's challenging in its own right to you know, live off what you're making, but not many businesses can turn around and say they're profitable in the first year. Correct, <laughs> in yeah. fact, very, very few yeah, businesses can exactly. say that, um, and, and, and it's it, positive. It's also from the, what I would say about VCs and things I've learned is that when they're strategic and they really know your industry, then you're going to get the added value of knowledge and, and positioning and so on. But in my industry, media, there weren't many, many VCs that specialize in this field. So they don't really get what we do mm. um, and how we monetize ourselves. So they can't give me the strategic value that I need. Yeah. Um, so as a compensation for that, I'm setting up a sort of an advisory board. Okay. I'm trying to put together, say, people who have the relevant expertise, um, either with B2B, B2B businesses mm-hmm. um, or B2B structure, sorry, um, or in uh, marketing and in, in search and, and in other digital tools right. um, and ad tech, basically, platforms that yep. can help me. Right. Um, but they're not VC-based. So you still get that contribution. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's important. It is, because I was going to say, how you know, if you don't go down the VC route, where did you draw your learning... Did you have mentors, for example? Did you, how, how did you go down that route? Because as you said, the VCs usually provide a lot of that mm. to you, um, so it comes as part of the package. But if you don't go down that route, how, what, what did you do? 
Oh, I definitely tapped into mentors. I have a few people I nag continually. <laughs> um, other founders of um, other big businesses out here. Right. I just literally harassed them until they could give me 15 minutes, promising it would be 15 minutes, staying a good two hours, um, <laughs> and then sending a very big thank you after. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I also learned a lot from other entrepreneurs. Okay. So I was really lucky. I think in Dubai especially, there's like a massive community, mm. um, whether it's like things like meetup groups yep. you can set up or startup grind, things like that. You meet other entrepreneurs and just having even the most casual chat, you'll learn something that you didn't know that you could use a tool for SEO, a, yeah. you know, a project management tool, um, how to hire a good UX designer. Like These are the kind of conversations you end up having yep. and you learn from each other. Um, and I find like the community out here is quite quite generous yes. um, which I really like yeah. and I, now I always try to meet with entrepreneurs as well yeah. to give them the same back because I feel like that's your duty to share yeah, specifics yeah. you know for advice. sure and that's, that's kind of the premise behind this you know podcast is, is exactly that because there are there's a strong entrepreneurial community here uh, and when you do get time with people you get so much from it but sometimes you don't have the actual time to go to a meetup you don't necessarily have the opportunity to go to one of the hubs or so forth but people always have their smartphone and they have the ability to listen um, and that's where this has come from is, is that about giving back um, because everybody's journey is different um, but everybody's got something to uh, to give from, from that side of things so it's great to hear that and appreciate you taking the time today to speak to us um, when it comes to those sort of uh, resources or mentors are there any that you w- would name uh, that were official obviously some of them that you sort of stalked down and got their time they're perhaps not out and out mentors but mm-hmm. were there any recommended resources um, and things that you would put out there for other people to go and check out um, I think there's I wouldn't say I could name people mm. I would say the best thing is there's a program called Endeavor okay. uh, which is very very cool um, actually all the big startups or not even startups I mean Kareem's part of it yeah Property Finder, so on. These are more established growth companies, but they have an entire scheme dedicated to matching you to um, relevant mentors, right. um, which is where I found a lot of my stuff. So um, they do regular events in Dubai mm-hmm. um, where you can go and listen to um, advice of different entrepreneurs and experiences, as well as um, you can apply for those um, 30 minute sessions with specific mentors, okay. which is amazing. That's really cool. And yeah. that's how you get that introduction. I wouldn't say it's enough, but it, it gets you in the door. Yeah. And then it's up to you to make that yeah. impression and, and say they, right and, and they do the matching based on your business oh, so that's very very useful okay and that's endeavor yeah cool okay we'll put some details below uh, on the blog as well uh, is there any any when we talk about technology now and digital and so forth are there any online tools that you have utilized that you would recommend not specifically for your business but for business in general that's helped you you know anybody's blogs any books that you've had any any particular people that are out there that you really draw from um, some people draw from you know Jack Canfield people reference Tony Robbins all the time but it's always interesting to hear individuals thoughts on that um, I would say I think there's you've got to just have this attitude that you're never going to stop learning mm. so I don't really have one specific reference but I have this like obsession to find out answers so any problem I go against I, I basically google it Okay. One way or another, I go, if you Google things correctly, you're going to find the source of that information and, and get into learning. So say, for instance, I had to uh, sort of understand paid search better. Mm-hmm. You know, I just found everything's got a YouTube tutorial. Yeah. Um, 
even with the tech stuff, I mean, things like that, there are so many open source platforms for collecting like um, uh, relevant uh, problem solving when you have issues with code. Um, there are so many different resources which are all funneled together nicely by Google. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of books, you know, the Lean Startup, this, mm. that. I just think they just simplify everything. Yeah. Just deal with each problem as you go and try to learn. Like even as a, if you're, if you're founding your own company, I think you shouldn't be completely naive about any subject in the mm -hmm. company. Even if you don't come from a technical background, you need to learn in some basics. You need to be able to understand how the project management goes, things like that. And so whenever you get a problem, Google it, search yeah. for it, understand it. Don't let it brush it off and think, well, it's not my problem. Mm -hmm. You're not strong in accounts. Learn how accounts work. Yep. Sorry, that's my lunch. <laughs> it's like three, two thirty, and I yeah haven't had lunch yet. No, no. The life of a business owner. Deliveroo is very, very good. That uh, and Zomato. Okay, very good. Yeah, cool. Um, so, I mean, that, that's great advice, and I mean, I'm in the digital industry as well, and there's such a wealth of information out there if you just look for it. Um, but it is always interesting to when I get questions that, about digital that I think. In the time it's taken somebody to ask me that question through email or whatever, they could have found the answer themselves. Honestly, that's why I would say it's like so many people underestimate how simple that is. I mean, um, when you Google something, um, it's going to obviously bring up the most relevant resources. Why? Why? Yeah, why and also, the learning process is what embeds it in your head. So, mm. um, there's no point in, in that respect. Just, I think when you get that discipline to yeah. self learn. Okay. is when you become very strong. And do you think that's something that can be learned? That specific uh, discipline? The discipline, I think it's tough. Mm. And I see that with my team. I see the difference between those who are really excellent at their field, but they don't really like anything new, right. and versus those who are like, oh, wow, oh, I'd like to do that. And then you see them noting it down and trying to research it themselves. And I think it does come from how you've been educated and what you're used to doing. But I think if you're in a sort of a management or founder position, you have to. You're just like, this is the minimum. You don't have to go into deep, you know, acquire the basics yeah. um, and everything. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. And, and this is something I do a lot of training in digital to give people those basics to ask the right question. If you can ask the right question, then That's you can get the, the answer that you exactly. need. <laughs> uh, it's about being able to ask your team the right questions yeah. to guide them. Yeah, definitely. Even if, because effectively your team should be smarter than you mm. in their respective fields. The whole yeah. point is just to guide them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as the figurehead of the business you're directing, but that's why they're employed in the first place, to do what they're good at. Um, very cool. So when it comes to the, the business at the moment, you said there's something else coming uh, on the side of it. What's, the, what's next for Insido itself then? What, what's what's um, coming up? So Insido, look, we've learned so much from the first year, especially in terms of monetization and... Um, um, trying to become more lean mm -hmm. um, that's something that we are really working on over the Ramadan period it's not really it's an opportunity for us to change yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just uh, fast and reflect <laughs> um, but yeah I think the key thing for Insido is going to be expansion like okay. shifting out of just uh, Dubai and being more of a Middle East city guide okay. um, so the next city um, has to come into question okay. by the end of this year that's my goal slash mission yeah. um, 
I'm determined to get us into another city by the end of this year. Okay. So we had to, you know, so tempted to expand quickly. Mm. But I really was given great advice by a lot of uh, different people who warned me about the repercussions of expanding too quickly and not having a product that's fully scalable and lean and efficient. So actually, thank God I didn't try to do it earlier. It would have mm. been a disaster. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tread very carefully, but I'm trying to position inside of in a way that if I was to pick it up and drop it off in another country how would it work and so I'm trying to optimize that all right fantastic and so the end of this year is when we have to keep an eye out for that new yes and then <laughs> we also as a team all of us are working on a second business which has got nothing to do with Insido okay which is an influencer platform right. which is that sort of hot controversial topic right now in the <laughs> Middle East and the world yeah. uh, this concept of influencers but it's yeah. focusing on uh, micro influencers okay. so just normal people like you and I yeah. uh, for instance who may have a passion for water sports mm-hmm. getting the opportunity to test out some, some activity um, and earn money on the back of it that's cool. So Very yeah, cool. Yeah, because that that word influencer has yeah, all sorts negative. of yeah, it does. It's gone to that negative side now. But if it, and I think that's because it's made been made the at a late tier. elite level. But if everybody could be an influencer, then yeah. why wouldn't you? And that would be really awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So our platform is much more geared to just people who don't consider it as a, a career, yeah. who have a passion, who have an an influence over a smaller community, yeah. who are probably more affordable, yeah. more flexible. Um, the brands have less control. Um, and we didn't even call it anything to do with influencers. We called it Brand Rippler. Okay. So it's the whole concept of rippling out um, yeah. your social stories. Awesome. Okay. And is that ready to go? Is it coming out? Yeah. Is it, it's, the influencer it's, side yeah. of it launched last month oh. while managing Sido. So <laughs> the same team are doing both. We do not know how we're doing it. I was going to say, there can't be enough hours in the day. Is there? <laughs> Honestly, it's un- unbelievable what we've achieved. And the client side launches in two weeks. So Fantastic. Um, yeah. That's awesome. No, that's great and uh, fantastic. It's easier the second time, I'd say. Okay. I I always, I I used to tell everyone I would never do a second business. That's absolute rubbish. You get addicted. Yeah, once Um, you've got one. And the second time, so much easier. Mm. You don't sweat the small stuff. You have so much more experience of how to build a product, how to prepare, how to test properly, how to be leaner, how to be more efficient. I mean, everything's been different. It's been the product's more challenging than Insido, which mm-hmm. is always more complicated, but the journey becomes easier. Yeah. Okay, so does that mean that there will be a company number three at some point? Everything comes in threes. <laughs> this is the joke. This yeah. is the joke that we have with even my family. They're like, oh, what's next? I'm like, I've got a few ideas, and they just tell me to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this one done now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop talking about no, it. No, superb. Now, that's great. And, and like you say, I think that's a really important thing, that, that you found it so easy, more much easier the second Mom. time because of the learning of doing and and hopefully a lot of people will learn um, you know from this as well and we really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us here in the UAE the the average commute is about 20 minutes and we've just hit that in terms of the timing so thank you so much for taking the time drive (laughs) safely thanks again thank you very much much. thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo we'll catch you next time